Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, and boy, is it good. It's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. Now, on the main campus of New Mexico State University, in the center of the campus is Milton Hall. And for most of the 20,000 students who walk past Milton Hall, there's some who notice that there's a very nice bronze statue next to Milton Hall. Yep, that's the statue of Hugh Milton II. Or you could call him General Hugh Milton, or even former NMSU President Hugh Milton. Consider this, when an institution decides to name a main building for someone, doesn't it stand to reason that the institution was made better by that person coming to Las Cruces and being involved with the institution of higher learning? Well, in the case of Hugh Milton, that is so very true. Now, he was born in 1897, and for you English majors, the name Milton, you may know it from John Milton, well... Hugh Milton was a descendant of John Milton. You know, the guy with Paradise Lost that many of us take in English in high school and college. How shall I say we struggled through? No, Hugh Milton wasn't a poet. He was a mechanical engineer. He attended the University of Kentucky and was awarded a bachelor's degree and later a master's degree in mechanical engineering. In 1917, when America entered World War I, he joined the Army. So let's get to why a large building in the middle of New Mexico State University carries his name, and there's a bronze statue next to it. Hugh Milton taught at Texas A&M, and then in 1924, he was recruited to join the faculty of New Mexico College of Agriculture and Mechanical Arts, what we know as New Mexico State University. He became a professor of mechanical engineering, as Wikipedia notes, mechanical engineering is the study of physical machines that may involve force and movement. It combines engineering physics and mathematics principles with materials science to design, analyze, manufacture, and maintain mechanical systems. It's one of the oldest and broadest of the engineering branches. Again, that's from Wikipedia. If you've listened to these podcasts, I would remind you that number nine podcast in the People podcast was football great Charlie Johnson, who came back to NMSU as a mechanical engineering professor after a fine football career, I think 14 years, and about 30 years working in the field of mechanical engineering. He has a PhD in mechanical engineering, and like Hugh Milton, both were the dean of mechanical engineering department. However, many years apart, they were about 80 years apart, well, Milton became the dean of engineering for this college in 1926, and then 12 years later, he became the president of the college. During the 1930s, there were pretty hard times both in Milton's personal life and in the life of the college. In September 1930, his young wife suddenly died. And then it was a few months earlier that the engineering mentor that kind of brought him there, Ralph Willis Goddard, he died of an electrocution accident. The Goddard tragedy is in Podcast 7. You can get all these uh, podcasts on our site here, and you can hear more about uh, the accident. But the 1930s were hard times at the college with a challenge to their accreditation and 
financial troubles. Through it all, Hugh Milton was able to keep things going. Michael Swickard here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday, we do a podcast on people special to New Mexico. You can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. I'm talking about the building on the campus of New Mexico State University, Milton Hall, and the man to which the building and bronze statue behind was dedicated, Hugh Milton II. He was the president of the college in September 1941. He'd been there for three years. When it appears war was soon to break out, so uh, he was a lieutenant colonel in the, uh, in the reserves. He was called to active duty in September of 1941. And uh, so Dean John Branson became the interim president on September 5th. I might point out that the NMSU library is Branson Library, giving honor to the man for about six years who was the interim president of the college. Again, in hard times, uh, most of the men had gone to war and the college was struggling along. Of course, this would change at the end of the war when the GI Bill hit and boy, a lot of people came to attend college. I'll get back to General Hugh Milton in a moment. But since I was talking about Milton Hall, in May 1942, a student union building was started. They always felt like they needed a place when you weren't in class and you weren't in the library. So a student union building was started through the Works Progress Administration, the WPA. This was President Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal program where unemployed citizens could be hired to carry out public works projects like building buildings or roads or things like that. You still see some places with the concrete initials WPA. It was a very economical way to build infrastructure since the federal government covered part of the cost of the workers. So in 1942 in May, ground was broken, but shortly thereafter, the Board of Regents was forced to shut the program down since the WPA ended with the start of World War II. Finally, in 1946, with the rush of students to the campus there in Las Cruces, a deal was made to complete the Student Union Building, and it would be then a meeting place for students when they were not in class or library. It was completed in 1947, and a petition was circulated to name the building for just-returned Major General Hugh Milton, who had left Army service in 1946 to return to the presidency of the college. So for a time there, Hugh Milton was both the president of the college and the name of the Student Union Building. For those not fortunate enough to hear him speak, he was a very dynamic, I mean really dynamic, uh, speaker. Uh, he uh, spoke about and wrote interesting articles about his time in the Philippines and other things. I'm going to talk about his time in the Philippines in just a moment. Um, he was working with General Douglas MacArthur on the recapture of the Philippines. Now, for those of you interested in the words of General Hugh Milton, there is a book came out in 2015 Hugh Megalone Milton, A Life Beyond Duty. It was written by Walter Hines and Martha Shipman Andrews, which has a short biography and then a wonderful section of his speeches, essays, and letters. Uh, I've, I've looked at it and liked it. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. Now, in February 1951, Hugh Milton was recalled back into the Army because the Korean War had started. But there's a part of Hugh Milton's service in World War II that we should note. 
He went into the Army there in 1941, recalled in September 1941, and he served in the 5th Infantry Division and uh, served well. You know, this is a, you, if you do things good, you will be promoted up well. He was sought after by several people in the Army, and he became the Deputy Chief of Staff for 14th Corps, and then the Chief of Staff for 14th Corps. Um, you know, there's a very famous picture of General Douglas MacArthur landing in the Philippines. He came off the USS Nashville. There were still a lot of gunfights going on right there, and these uh, General MacArthur and the rest of them were anxious to return to the Philippines and for him to be able to say, I have returned, which he had said he would do. And I understand Hugh Milton was there and in some of the pictures, and so that's kind of an interesting connection. Of course, the thing a lot of people talk about was how angry Douglas MacArthur looked. Well, he was angry because he wanted to land on the dock, but the guy running the operation, because there was still a lot of gunfights going on, he said, way to shore. It's not that deep. I'm busy trying to fight the, this battle here. So he was pretty angry, and he came ashore intending to uh, rip that guy up, except you know what happened? He saw the picture of his face, how angry he looked, and he let, everybody thought he was angry at the Japanese, which he was, but he liked that picture so much. He had it framed and was on his wall, and what he was really angry about was the was the uh, loadmaster who wouldn't uh, allow him to come to the dock. So everybody who went ashore right then, they got the, the bottoms of their pants wet getting ashore. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Each Wednesday we do a podcast on people who are special to New Mexico. Uh, you can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. So I'm talking about Milton Hall on the campus of New Mexico State University and the extraordinary man who gave his name to the building uh, with a life beyond duty, as the book I was just talking about explains. When Hugh Milton was returned to active duty in the Army in 1951, uh, this was in February 1951, he ended up in the office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Manpower and Personnel. And again, when you do things well you go up. So he moved up higher into the government in November of 1953 when President of the United States Dwight David Eisenhower nominated Hugh Milton to the post of Assistant Secretary of the Army. And again, Dwight Eisenhower really liked generals because he was. He was a five-star general and he liked uh, generals because you could see what they had done and there was no fooling about it. You could tell if people could do things or not, and he liked Hugh Milton's uh, work. So he was appointed Undersecretary of the Army, and uh, he, that caused him then to, uh, to uh, be in Washington, D.C. In January of 1961, when uh, President Eisenhower's term in the presidency ended, then he retired from the U.S. Department of Army after being the Assistant Secretary of the Army. And then again in 1958, he turned into, or was appointed, the Undersecretary of the Army. Good things. Now, when he got done, 
Hugh Milton returned to Las Cruces in retirement and was an active member of several organizations. And he gave speeches. Again, you can get some of those in that book. He participated in a number of leadership roles. When I arrived on campus in the summer of 1968, I know a long time ago, Milton Hall was the student union building with a large ballroom, a food service, a cafeteria. It even had a small bowling alley and a little little place to get uh, burgers and fries right there by the bowling alley. You want to be amazed? A burger, fries, and a Coke was a quarter, 25 cents that summer when I got there. Wow, a quarter. And with inflation, because, you know, things changed, it would be just a bit over $2. And even $2 for a burger, fries, and a Coke is a good deal. It was a great deal then. And, uh, yes, I took advantage of it. Now, in the fall of 1968, Corbett Center opened just to the east of Milton Hall, and it was the new student union building. And over the next couple of years, Milton Hall became the home of the Journalism and Mass Communications Department, and it also was the home of KRWG TV and radio, the studios and offices for both of those organizations. There was an AM KRWG and an FM KRWG, which is still there, 90.7, and it's where the television systems started and went on the air in February 1972. That was, I interviewed Hugh Milton several times in the 1980s and found him to be humble and a very kind person. When telling stories, he always would focus on bringing out the best in the people around him that he was talking to. Since he started at the college in 1924, he had plenty to say about the college professors that came and made the college better, like Dad Jett or Marion Hardman, Gus Guthrie, Ara Renfro, and a lot of others. He was a great source for me doing research in the history. He was especially great talking about his mentor and friend, Ralph Willis Goddard, who died by electrocution December 31, 1929. The radio and television stations, KRWG, Ralph Willis Goddard, RWG, is named in honor of that man. When you see Milton Hall and the bronze statue of him, I hope you think of him as the real person who made NMSU much better. And I'm so happy that we have a Milton Hall. Michael Swickard uh, here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. One of the things you can do is you can, uh, if you want, you can tell me who you'd like me to talk about because um, I'd be glad to talk about people that you're interested in. You can write to me, michael at freshchilico.com, michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better. <music>